You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. When we have Christ, we have everything we need. Discover the secret of contentment in week 5 of All Weather with this message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. As we end this series entitled All Weather, this is our series objective. Our people will understand that Christ is the only reason why we can live a life that honors God in the midst of the different circumstances that we go through. And so to give us a recap, uh, in the past five weeks, the first week we talked about a life going through some storms. And how many of you again have gone through some storms in your life? I believe that's all of us, right? Whether it's a storm that's intentional or whether it's an accidental storm or maybe it's the perfect storm, whatever it is, every storm is temporary, right? Yung bang storm na dumaan sa inyo, pa? Hopefully wala na, di ba? And the storm that comes to the Philippines, you know, it lasts maybe a few days, but ultimately they're gone. And that's the, that's the story of our life. Not all storms will last for eternity. Each storm is temporary. And, you know, as if we have Christ, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse uh, 13, I can do all things through whom? Through Christ. Second week, we talked about uh, sunny. Uh, you know, it, it talks about if, if, if things are going well, the question there is, whom do you get your confidence uh, in? Okay? Do you get your confidence from yourself or do you get your confidence from the Lord? Uh, and then we talked about windy, the, the winds of change, that all of us go through uh, changes in our lives. Diba? I believe that all of us, without any exception, have changed. Look at the person beside you. Okay? Mukha ba nagbago in the past few minutes, di ba? Uh, iba nakapikit na yung mata, so nagbago na, di ba? So, uh, you know, winds of change. We change physically, we change emotionally. Sometimes, you know, I, I realize that even, uh, you know, even the women, di ba, they change emotionally. From, you know, one, one time you're up, the next minute you're, you're excited, the next minute, iba na naman emotion. So, you know, we change even uh, spiritually. The Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has so we change. All of us change. Hopefully, we change for the better. Last week, we talked about cloudy weather and we emphasized on the peace of God. And sometimes there are some situations that rob us of the peace of God. But, you know, if you trust the God of peace, then He will give you the peace of God. In whatever circumstance you're in, if you know Him personally, He is called the Prince of Peace. And today or tonight rather, we are going to talk about the rain. How many of you love rain? Nobody. Anyway, so, but if you talk about in the spiritual sense, how many of you love the rain of the blessings of God? Lahat tayo, di ba? Meron pang, woohoo! Di ba? Ganun, di ba? Kompleto pa, pati paan natin, nakataas yung kamayin. So, we love the blessings of God. And, and the metaphor that was used in the Bible when you talk about the blessing of God is rain. Di ba? And there's a saying, when it rains, it, it pours, diba? It's raining cats and dogs. Diba? Hindi, hindi yung it's raining men, diba? Kanta yun dati in the, I don't know what era that was. Baka era ni Pastor Sani. But anyway, so, uh, so raining, we're going to talk about the rainy weather. I'd like to invite everyone tonight to stand up with me as we um, go and uh, dive into God's Word. We're going to be reading the last uh, chapter of the book of Philippians, uh, beginning from verse 10. Okay, I rejoice greatly in the Lord, that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, uh, but, you have had, uh, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, 
For I have learned to be what? To be content. Whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. How many of you know what it is to be in need? Diba? And I know what it is to have plenty. How many of you also can relate? Right? I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And in verse 13, can we all read this out uh, loud, all together? One, two, three. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. I'm going to go to verse 14. Ako na lang to, okay? Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. So he was basically honoring the Philippian church for being there in his time of need. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I am looking for a gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. And how many of you know that when you give, God always gives you back, even beyond what you have sown back in the kingdom? Amen. And that's what the Apostle Paul was saying. He's not asking for an offering, but what he's saying is, if you've given to the gospel, guess what? You yourself will have a reward. In verse 18, I have received full payment, and even more. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Now let's read this uh, verse, verse 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this evening. We ask for God that you would encourage your people. May the joy of the Lord be our strength. And we thank you, Lord God, because you are the God who generally provides for everything that we need in life and in godliness. We thank you tonight, Lord God. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you better. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. You may all be seated. Habang umuupo ka, ngitian mo yung nasa tabi mo. Yan. Para pakita mong joyful ka rin, di ba? Alright. Now, the Apostle Paul, as we, would, as we would recall, the Apostle Paul was writing this message or this particular letter in prison. Remember that? There were four letters that he was writing and one of those uh, letters that he was writing was the letter addressed to the Philippians. And uh, Philippi actually is a very important town because it's actually a city uh, under Rome. Okay? And uh, he was writing a thank you note for them. He was also encouraging them. Now, how many of you need an encouragement every day? But we need an encouragement every day. And I believe that you know, uh, there are things that the enemy sends us to rob our joy, to give us discouragement. Pagising mo sa umaga, you have a pimple. Parang wala na. You know, sira na yung araw mo. Tapos may kasal ka pa. Tapos ikaw pa yung kakasal, may pimple ka sa gitna ng ilong. Parang, you know, that, that's bad. You know? And so sometimes we get discouraged. Uh, tomorrow, you go back to work. Some of you will go back to school. How many students do we have in this place? How many of you are excited to go back to school? Wala, okay? You know, tapos na summer, pasok na. So, you know, and we need encouragement every single day. So the Apostle Paul was writing an encouragement note. And guess what? He was in prison. He was the one who needs encouragement. And yet he was the one writing to them, giving an encouragement 
to the Philippian church. That's why if you will see in the whole book of Philippians, 16 times, everybody say 16 times, 16 times you will find uh, this word rejoice, uh, joy, uh, you know, it was mentioned, and we read last week, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say it, rejoice. He, he never gets tired of talking about joy in the midst of whatever circumstance that he's in. And what was his secret? We'll find that out in the, in the next verse, in verse 11. He said, I am not saying this because I am in need. So he's not asking for an offering. He said, for I have learned to be what? To be content. Whatever the circumstances. And then in the next verse, he said it again. He said the word content again. I know what it is to be in need. Diba? And you said that. You said that we know that sometimes we are in need. Diba? Remember the time when you are in need? Maybe you know, in need of a Meralco bill. Maybe in need to pay the tuition fees of your child. Or maybe you are the child who is in need to go to school and your parents don't have you know, a way to, uh, to pay your bills, or maybe you're a businessman, and, you know, it, it's so hard for you to tie up all the bills, it's hard, 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 excuse me, it's hard for you to pay the, the payroll uh, for the next month, and so we, we know what it is to be in need, and, the, and he also said, and I know what it, uh, what it is to have plenty, you know, how many of you know what it is to have plenty? How many of you have eaten in a buffet? Please raise your hand. Yun plenty yun, di ba? Yun na parang walang katapusang kapagkain, di ba? Yung parang busog ka na, may pagkain pa. How many of you know what I mean, di ba? You know, you're tempted to eat some more, but you can't anymore, right? Pero parang, isa pa, one for the road. Parang, you know, and that's, that's what it is to have plenty, okay? Uh, and then the Apostle Paul said, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed, or hungry. I believe that all of us have experienced well, being well-fed and being hungry. By the way, talking about hungry, we're, we're going to be announcing in the next uh, few weeks about our prayer and fasting this coming July. Okay? So uh, for those of you who normally join us in the fast, uh, there's going to be a three-day fast uh, during the first week of July, the first Tuesday to Thursday of July. So this is the second part of the eight-day fast for the entire 2013. Five days in January and three days in July. So we know how it is diba? to be hungry. We know how it is to go without food. And so this particular word content, what does this mean? Okay, This means desiring no more than one has. Willing to accept something or satisfied. You're happy. You're content. With what you have. Now, how many of you are contented with your life? Please raise your hand. Konti lang, di ba? <laughs> and I'm not talking about us not having dreams anymore. I'm not talking about you not having aspire, aspirations. I'm not talking about you, you know, dyan ka na lang sa trabaho mo, mas na dead-end job yan, you know, wag ka na, don't dream anymore, be content there. You know, I'm not talking about that. You know, I believe it's godly for us to pray for promotion. How many of you are praying for a promotion? And we love that. And we like that. And I believe that God wants you to be promoted. God wants you to be the head and not the tail. I'm not talking about that. But what we're talking about is whatever you are in, wherever, whatever situation you're in, being content means you are grateful to the Lord for your situation. You know, you should be content. Okay? Look at the person beside you. Tignan mo nga lang. Tignan mo lang siya. Grateful ba, Chura? 
or medyo nakasimangot. Okay? You know, that's what being content means. Being grateful for what you have and where you are. You know, sometimes, you know, like for example, what if you own a uh, Toyota Vios, di ba? And you're so happy with the car. It's a three-year-old car. But sabi mo, wow, Lord, thank you so much. Every day when you drive to the office, talagang laki pa sa salamat mo, Lord, thank you so much for this car. Talagang, talagang sarap-sarap ng aircon. You know, wala akong problema. Until your neighbor bought a brand new Toyota Fortuner. Bigla nakita mo, but hindi na ako blessed, Lord. I am the one who's a Christian. He's not a Christian. Why is he more blessed? Asan yung contentment doon? Bigla na wala na yung contentment, di ba? Or maybe you're, you know, you're, you have a, an iPhone 5, you know, it's barely like three months old. So you, you're thankful to the Lord until nakita mo yung kapitbahay mo, may Samsung S4. Kung sumagos na telepono, kumakayan pa ng ribs, ching ching, hello. When they wave na lang niya para sumagot, di ba? Parang, wow, I want that, I want that. And so, contentment is actually desiring no more than one has. It's being grateful for where we are. Grateful for your job. How many of you are grateful that you have a job? Praise God, di ba? Even if you don't like your boss, be thankful for that boss. Even if you pray about your boss, Lord, kunin mo na siya. Kapag ganoon pinag-pray mo, you have been placed there for a purpose. And I believe that maybe in that company, you're the only one who's a Christian. Guess what? Just be content there. Promotion will come. In fact, if you talk about content in the, the book of, uh, in, in this few verses we've read, it was mentioned twice. And I'm not talking about, not, it's not about self-sufficiency, but it's God-sufficiency. You know, being content is not, you know, I don't want to go to work now kasi contento na ako. I just want to stay home. I just want to read my Bible. And I just want to pray to the Lord. Lord, thank you for my life. I'm not going to work anymore. I'm not talking about, that's laziness. Okay? The Bible says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Okay? I'm not talking about that contentment. Di ba? That's not contentment. Okay? That's making an excuse. But being content is looking at your circumstance. Like the Apostle Paul, he was looking at your circumstance. He was in jail. And he was thanking the Lord for the opportunity to be able to write a letter to the, book, to the, to the Philippians. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. If you're a godly person, and if you're content with your life, guess what? That is great gain. Okay? You can sleep well at night, and you will not worry about anything. You will not worry about whether you lose your job tomorrow because how many of you know God will be the one to take care of all our needs? You know, even last week we talked about it, but even Jesus uh, encouraged the disciples, you know, if you're worried, just look at the birds. How many of you have seen a bird lately? How many of you have looked, tried looking at a bird? Okay? You know, I encourage you tomorrow when you go to work, if you find, you know, if you go to a park, observe the birds, but they are not worried about anything. Diba? Just look at the bird. If God can take care of the birds, how much more us? We can be content. We can actually just have the, the confidence and the faith and the trust that God will take care of everything that we need. Next verse, in verse 13, uh, it says, I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. And this is not a pep talk or maybe a self-assurance that the Apostle Paul is just, you know, writing. You know, he's not somebody who's just, you know, too prideful. He's, I can do it. I can do it. I can do all things. 
yeah, I can do a thing. Oh, yeah, I, I can do a thing. You know? No, it's not about that. You know, it's not about a statement of pride. It's actually a declaration of the strength provided by Christ. Guess what? Without Christ, we cannot do anything. But with Christ, we can do all things. That's the statement of Paul. If you have Christ in you, guess what? Everything is possible to those who believe. Anything. You can believe God for that. But if Christ is not in you, then you can barely do anything. Okay? Because He is the one who gives us strength. Let's move on. Okay? Understanding God's role is the foundation of contentment. How, how, you know, what's the secret of the Apostle Paul? And I'd like to focus in on the final verse. Verse 19. And we've read that uh, all of us. In fact, if you want to have a memory verse for the week, let me encourage you that this ought to be your memory verse, at least for this week. Okay? Everybody read this out with me, out loud. Okay? Philippians 4.19. Okay, 1, 2, 3. And my God will meet all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Okay, close your eyes. Okay, say it again. And my God will meet all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Congratulations, you have now a memory verse. Philippians 4.19 If you are in need, and if you're going through some situation in your office, speak this word. Philippians 4.19 Once again, And my God will meet all my needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And we're going to break it down right now. It's broken down in three parts. My God, He will meet all our needs in accordance to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So we'll focus in on the first uh, first part. Okay? And my God. Everybody say, and my God. The Apostle Paul did not say, and God. Or he did not just say, my God. Although some of you really, you know, if you, you know, oh my gosh, OMG, but the Apostle Paul, when he said this, there's a meaning, and my God. It's, uh, it's an expectation, it's actually a connection, you know, that whatever he was going through, he's content, whether in lack or in plenty, and he's declaring, and my God. My is a personal uh, what do you call that? Pronoun, okay? It's actually, you know, it's it's this, it means a personal relationship with uh, with the Father. The question here tonight is: Do you have a personal relationship with God? And He is the Father. In fact, in verse twenty, we read that earlier as you were reading the text. Uh, Glory be to God and Father, to Him forever and ever. Amen. He was declaring a doxology after this particular verse. My God, guess what? Our God is the source, ultimately. He is the source. If you have, how many of you have needs? How many of you are believing God for some provision in your life? Please raise your hand. Guess what? God is the source. I want to declare that. God is the source. It is not our jobs. Your boss is not your source. Even if your boss is a nice boss, he's not the source. Even if you are uh, buddy-buddy with the HR head, she is not or he is, he is not the source for, or for promotion. Right? Our businesses, they're not the source. Okay? Our parents, students, your parents are not the source. Although sometimes you look at them and you always, you know, it, you always ask as if uh, they will never run out of finances. Okay? Our parents, they're not the source. Who's the source? God is the source. Our friends are not the source. 
Sometimes if you have needs, iba ka dito kahihiram. Kaibigan. Di ba? You look to God, not to people. Ultimately, the church is not the source. Who is the source again? God is the source. And you're talking about just channels. You're talking about, yeah, God can use your job. God can use your business. God can use your friends. God can use your parents. They're merely channels of the blessings of God. But guess what? That's not the source. There is somebody who provides and He actually uses whatever channel. And when you talk about the provision of God, it's both two, uh, both ways. He is predictable and unpredictable. Predictable in the sense that God is always faithful when He promises something, right? It's predictable. If God says it, I believe it, that settles it. It's predictable. When He says, you have it, it's gonna come. The question is, your unpredictable part, when? Lord, sabi mo, bibigyan mo ko ng asawa. Ang unpredictable doon is when and how He will provide. Diba? And so, you know, sometimes when, you, when, when you're believing for a provision, the hardest thing to do is to wait. Isn't it? And all the single people will say, Amen. That's fine. Okay? Because I believe that as single people, that is probably you are in the best stage in your life. You're the most productive. Can you imagine? As single, how many of you are single? Please raise your hand. I just want to honor you, okay? I'm not going to pick on you tonight. Because as single people, can you imagine you're working? You're a professional, okay? Whatever job you have, okay? You're working. You determine your own budget. You determine your own time, when to go back home, who to go out with. But can you imagine? You are free. In fact, you are free to serve in the kingdom. You can have the most maximum impact in the kingdom at this particular stage in your life. More than a student and more than a married person. Kasi nung, you know, I had a friend before who was single. Sabi niya, ayoko na maging single. Kasi para, ayoko na maging estudyante. When he was single, he would live still in his father's house. And he said, lagi akong may curfew, lagi akong may allowance. I want to get married already. So he finally got married. Okay? Mas maaga ang curfew at mas maliit ang allowance niya. So, you know, singles, you are in the best years of your life. Enjoy it, okay? But ultimately, God is your source for your future spouse. Amen. Alright. You know, God is like a fountain that never runs dry or a bank that never fails. Have you ever gone to an ATM machine and the ATM says, uh, I'm sorry, the dispensary is not functioning right now. Or, I'm out of cash. Can you imagine? You know, God is never like that. God never runs out of money. God never runs out. Actually, it's more than money. God never runs out of resource. The Bible says, He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And He declares, the gold is mine, the silver is mine. Everything here is the Lord's. Guess what? We can go back to Him. And we can ask Him, Lord, pengi naman ng konti. I mean, if you are children of God, guess what? If you are a child of God, you ought to have an audacious faith to ask the Father and say, God, thank you so much. 
I'm asking you not on the merit of my performance, but I'm asking you on the merit of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. It's in accordance with the covenant that I have because I am now a child of the King. Amen? Can you imagine? If you have a covenant relationship with the Father, He will definitely meet all your needs. Look at the person beside you. Tell that person, kasama ka doon. Yan. He will meet all your needs. And how many of you have needs again? Di ba? And sometimes, if Lord, kailangan ko, I, I need this. I need a brand new car. Bigyan mo ko Lamborghini, di ba? Uh, you know, give me a brand new house in Dasma and give me another one in Ayala, Alabama. You know, sometimes, you know, God, God promised He will meet all your needs, not your greeds. There's a big difference. He promised that you will have a house. He promised that you will have uh, food, shelter, clothing. And this is, you know, we, we talked about this last week, Matthew 6, don't worry about these things. You know, sometimes we worry about the things that we will eat or the clothes that we will wear. But you don't have to worry because God promised that He will meet all our needs. Or He will give us the strength to face the needs and to wait until the provision comes. Sometimes, diba, you know, and even uh, in the scriptures, there's what you call mountain-moving faith. Diba, Jesus said, if you see a mountain in front of you, maybe a mountain of problems or a mountain of lack, that you speak to the mountain to be removed and it will be cast to the sea. Diba? I speak this mountain out. So what do you do? You climb the mountain. And the hardest thing to do is climbing the mountain as well. But I believe that God will supply us with the faith that we need not only to speak to the mountain, but also to climb up the mountain until we have our needs met. Remember Abraham when he was sacrificing Isaac? It was in the mountain. Genesis 22. And on the mountain of the Lord, He will provide. And that's where we see uh, and hear the, the name Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord who provides. You know, when, uh, when we would receive the offerings, uh, we normally, uh, we notice that many of the uh, prayer requests that uh, people write on the offering envelopes are normally provision uh, requests. And that's, that's fine, okay? And, uh, you know, the staff and the, the pastors, they have devotions uh, Tuesday mornings and we gather together uh, in the office and uh, we pray. We pray for the, the prayer requests. And, you know, don't worry, you know, when we pray naman, we don't look at each prayer. Ay, ay si ano pala, believing po. Ay, we, don't, we don't gossip among ourselves, okay? Uh, what you write there. But, you know, individually, we pray for that, we believe God for that. But when you pray, when you ask the Lord for something, don't treat God like a genie in a lamp. Diba sometimes, say, parang, you know, you treat God, you get your Bible, and then you rob the Bible, and you say, in Jesus' name. Diba parang, you know, as if a genie will come out from the Bible and asking, you know, you know, son, you have three wishes. Diba parang, you know. But how many of you, a genie will give you three wishes, but God will never give us any three wishes. He will give us an unlimited supply of requests and petition. Amen. That's the God we serve. Come on, give Him a hand tonight. He is a faithful God. He is unlimited. In his ways, in his, in his provision. Don't treat God like a genie from a lamp. Don't also treat him like a vendor machine. Sometimes we pray token prayers and we expect, diba? you know, the answers to come out from the bottom. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, tomorrow, I'll pray again. You know, a token prayer, like it's like dropping a coin in the vendor machine and out comes the prayer answers. 
ultimately God is our provider. He's not a genie. He's not a vendor machine. He desires a fellowship. He desires a relationship. And lastly, this last part of the verse is according to His glorious riches in Christ. In fact, I want to clarify, it says according to His glorious riches, not out of His glorious riches. There's a big difference. There's a big difference between according to and out of His. Because out of is taking out from the pot. But according to refers to the measure of His blessing. Let me just illustrate it this way. And maybe we can land this service. And imagine this. If you are crossing the street, Commerce Avenue. How many are familiar with Commerce Avenue? It's now a busy intersection and there's a stoplight there. What if you're about to cross and you see an elderly gentleman crossing without looking to the left and the right and you, he didn't realize that there was a speeding car about to hit him and here you are in your superpowers. You want to save him. And I'm going to go there. And then you grab this older gentleman, and you saved him, put him in the sidewalk, and you realize that he is not an ordinary gentleman. He happens to be the richest billionaire in the Philippines. See, Henry C. <laughs> you just saved the richest billionaire in the Philippines. And Henry looked at you, and he said, Thank you, my son, for saving me. I want to give you a reward. For what you've done. And here you have a... Yes! <laughs> How many of you are expecting something? So he actually was looking at you. He reached deep into his pocket. Excited. Thank you, Lord. Reached deep into his pocket and brought out a crisp 20 peso bill. Para sa Thank you for saving me. That is giving out of his riches. It's like tipping you. But guess what? Giving in accordance or according to His glorious riches means He's getting from the other pocket a blank check. He decides to sign it. He gives it to you. He tells you, I want you to go home. Add up all the debts you have, all the amortizations that you have in the past, Everything that you need for today, write it down, add it all up. And all your plans for tomorrow, add it all up. And then write the amount on the check and go to any BDO. (laughs) And they will give you the cash. That is giving in accordance, according to His riches. And guess what? He is only Henry C. But can you imagine? If God will supply all your needs according to the glorious riches in Christ. How many of you know that is a generous God? He is a generous God and that is going to be an unlimited supply. He is, you know, there's no, you know, He's, he's so generous that He will not put up a sign. You know, he's, uh, he, There's an endless supply, an abundant supply. He will not put up a sign while supply lasts or limited stocks only. There's always going to be an ample supply every time you come to the Lord. And I believe that, you know, God wants to provide for our needs. It's a given. You know, who of us, if our, as parents, as fathers, if our son asks us for a bread, we'll give him a snake? 
you know, or if or, or a stone, or if he asks us for for something, we'll actually give him something that will harm him. You know, though we are evil, we want to give the best to our children. How about our great father, our God? And in fact, Pastor Carlo read this earlier, Romans chapter eight, verse thirty-two: He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up us for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So tonight, even as you go home, meditate on this verse, guess what? This is a promise that we can stand on. Our God is a generous God. He is the source. You can declare, if you're walking with the Lord and my God, my God shall supply all my needs. Everything that I need in life and godliness, He will supply. And, you know, in accordance to the riches that we have in Christ Jesus. The main point I want to share as we come to a close, is we can trust our faithful and generous God in providing for all, not some, all our needs. Just to give us a reminder, last week we talked about do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, just present your request to the Lord. Don't worry about it. Once you give, once you give your uh, request to the Lord, Guess what? You can sleep and just rest and have the peace of God that He will move on your behalf. Amen. We hope you were inspired by that message. Find out how you can apply biblical truths and principles in your day-to-day life by joining a Victory Group today. Visit our concierge for more information or just log on to www.victoryalabang.org. Thank you and stay connected.